in Macedonia, there's not a lot of community for robotics. I think it's like non-existent. Uh, there are some people working on it, but it is so rare. Like it is really high, hard to find people. And also the problem is that even if you make one basic thing, since there's not a community around it, like people get easily fascinated and that's good and all, but you don't have a reference point. So like, where are your skill sets on that? You know, like if you compare yourself to people in the robotics community, then you can like climb up the ladder where you're, you're a skill set and, you know, learn more advanced things. And I think that was the main motivation for the, you know, open source uh, project. Uh, I, re I really want more people to be in on that and uh, co collaboration with people is, you know, super fun. And th that's my goal. So for like now to develop like a sort of a robotics community in Macedonia, like even a beginner, um, my plan is to, for him to like, you know, look up the GitHub or any kind of documentation I provide on the robots and it will be super fun if you see what other people make then you're gonna be like oh that's super fun let's you know check that thing out you know maybe he can give me an idea maybe I can give him an idea no like when things are collaborating I think then there is you know really high progress In this podcast, I'm sharing my passion and curiosity for soft robotics, where we share inspiring stories about the work we do and how we can push the limit. I am Mara Dweeney, and this is Soft Robotics Podcast. Support for this show comes from Science Robotics Journal. I really find Science Robotics to be a great resource for reliable and tangible research where we can really push the limit of the science we do in robotics. Great way to stay up to date with the published article is checking out the released monthly issue. All the links will be included in each episode description. We will also happen to have a regular conversation on the most published science robotic articles where also you can contribute with your question and thoughts about the research. Thanks Science Robotics for sponsoring Soft Robotics Podcast. Hello, hello Demeter. Thanks so much for joining our podcast. Uh, such honor to have you here. Marwan, thank you so much for this opportunity. It truly is an, you know, an honor to be on this podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So maybe firstly, if you can introduce who we are for people that first time listening to you. Uh, well, hello everyone. Um, I'm Dimitar from Macedonia. Uh, I'm currently a computer science student and I'm doing stuff with robotics, basically. I'm developing robots such as this one, which is currently still, you know, in a prototype phase and I'm um, my, you know, vision is to create open source robots so that everyone can use and, you know, learn from them basically. So in, in the end, we can all have a community where people can learn uh, robotics. Wonderful. So first of all, I, I'm really impressed by the achievement as you're studying and working for companies. And you also mentioned you have passion for augmented reality and virtual reality and robotics and 3D printing. And I think if you can firstly elaborate what may be challenging for you as a computer student in Macedonia or any student listening, what from your perspective, what's maybe still challenging in robotics community? Can you list what are maybe challenging so far for you? Um, so like Macedonia is not that 
super i mean it is developed but not like you know the western countries let's say so if you want to make a robot with specific parts let's say like you know a lighter sensor um there is no parts here so you have to order them all from online and it's mostly from sites like aliexpress that uh, which do sh which do you do provide shipping to here um it's a bit of a problem because uh, for the part to you know reach the destination it takes a month and while you're planning a project you know you get an idea i want my robot to you know scan a room completely so you want a lighter sensor but you can't have it immediately you know you cannot go to the shop and get it because you know there are no shops selling those stuff here so you have to order it and the problem arises when when you start a project you know at the beginning you have to see the entire time span of the project like which parts you are specifically going to need so that's you know quite tricky it can be pretty time consuming to you know um predict every sensor and every part that you're going to need for the entire thing but i think what's really interesting about you Dimitar, i think the passion you have been doing this project and i maybe can explain so far what i have been doing and also before that you can tell us about you have also a website study plus plus as well so that's something oh yeah we we started that uh with a couple of you know friends in college uh we you know we wanted to make a project for the for the school basically so that you know a, a site that people could use and we we noticed that you know there wasn't a centralized site where people could you know communicate and study from courses from the college um like it wasn't like a social media type of thing it wasn't the you know i think i think connecting everything so we decided to uh, make and launch study plus plus um, so far it's going fine uh, we still have to like keep up with the work but you know with new projects it's kind of tricky at, at times to you know do some time management but you know uh, so far i think we have like uh, 300 people that are using it actively and we have a bunch of calculators on that site uh, which are for you know computer science courses and stuff so you can you know learn step-by-step -step, uh, methods on how to how to approach, you know, certain problem solving. So, so for software robotics, so how did you, you know, end up in that? Yeah, that's a good question. I, after I think I did, uh, I was working in UVs and uh, so I heard about software robotics and I think it's really interesting that we move from rigid robotics to something uh, very soft. And, uh, and even when we look to evolution, we can see even us as human or animals or certain insects, they have the soft structure, maybe soft and rigid, maybe it's completely soft. And, and the question is how, how, they, how, how nature can come with a design like that. And I think soft robotics, uh, yeah, I see I, I that's application. There's application, but yeah, still early on. But I think I'm very, very interested. Uh, and I, I'm glad that I ended in soft robotics. Yeah, that, that's super cool. Yeah. Like when, when you see like humans, basically humans can be seen as a organic robot in a sense we're we're the same thing basically the brain is like the computer and the hands are the motors it's the same thing the thing is that we don't understand our brain completely but we do understand the technology <laughs> yeah. yeah that's uh that's indeed maybe i want to ask you Demeter, in that case uh, because i think you have these skills i was really fascinating to see that in high school you have doing project in gaming as well and yeah, the, using virtual reality, yeah, reality. That's I, I think yeah, that's how I started out with, um, I mean, I've been passionate about te uh, tech my entire life, 
but it wasn't like something that I was like deeply invested up until I was, I think, 17. Yeah, when I was 17, then um, for my last year in high school, uh, we had this like project thingy. And for the project, you select a course that you have to do a project on. And I always wanted to make a video game and I didn't, you know, basically commit to making one, but I, but I realized that if I have to do this project and then I choose to make a video game, then I'll, you know, have, I have to do it. I, I, if I do it, I don't graduate, you know, it's like, <laughs> you gotta do it. So I choose that, even though that wasn't on, uh, on the list with options, I, they like added it because I asked them to. <laughs> and so I started learning Unreal Engine with, you know, for game development. That game took me around six months to make, but previously had to, you know, learn the thing for six months. So I think it, uh, you know, it was total like almost a year, you know, for like learning and development. But it was a really fun process. Like I used to have friends over, you know, in my living room, they, they used to do the voice lines and, you know, it, it was a pretty fun process to make. Like it, it wasn't like all super technical. It was also it also had a creative part you know you had to develop the story and people did some you know funny stuff with the voice acting stuff it was a really you know fun journey and after that i went i you know i did the game finished it and then i applied to um basically uh competitions and national competitions in macedonia for like you know high school tech projects and i won two first uh places over there uh, I have, you know, the mentor I had back then uh, was really like supportive of that, and he really knew uh, how to, you know, how to approach problem solving with stuff. So you know, kudos to him for that. And I think everything was a, like a do a domino effect after that. Like then I got offered uh, a VR, a, v a VR, you know, uh, intern position in from from the professors of the local college and. That's how I ended up, you know, in other jobs and other projects. Like, if it wasn't for that game, I don't know, if things would be very different, I think. Like, that was the yeah. the main, you know, bouncing off point. That's really impressive. Maybe I want to ask you, because I think in, you're still very young, and I think maybe a student or listening, maybe still not in robotics. What maybe skills needed? Because I think it's, you mentioned this game was a starting point for you to have these opportunities. And before going to the projects you're doing now, but what are the main skills do you think for you was really crucial? The skills. Uh, the main skills like that are like super crucial for doing anything in or like yeah. robotics in general. Maybe robotics in general because I think it's. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. It has other aspects. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's. I think the main one is curiosity. To be honest, because um, there there is so much things that you know are every day that are super you know, fascinating how they work. Um, like, it's not a specific, you know, coding language that you have to know or something. If you just can tap into your curiosity, like, you, you can wonder, you know, how does the TV get the signal from, you know, this, this and that place? Like, how does the TV work? How can I switch channels? And you can, like, dive deep into that. Oh, so there are frequencies and channels are submitted on those frequencies and that's how you do things like every everyday mundane things can be like super interesting i think like once you dive in the deep details of how things are made and once someone does that i think 
it, it like it's like a spiral there it's gonna be more interesting and more interesting and once you you know approach the cool stuff like robotics or 3d printing like if your curiosity is built up by that point then you'll be like you know super hyped about uh 3d printers like when i got my first 3d printer i was like 3d printing for days it wasn't turned off i think for three months straight like once a uh, 3d print was finished uh, you know up on the next 3d print like for three months it was always on basically and my you know my parents thought that i was uh you know spiking up the electricity bill super high <laughs> which i might have done but <laughs> never mind on that but it was super fun for you know those three months but yeah i i think in general like the curiosity is the you know the the, the most crucial thing mm-hmm. that's wonderful maybe going to project what's the motivation of the project you're doing that's open source and can you tell more in detail and show what you actually yeah explain uh-huh. the details yeah. Um, okay, so the motivation behind it is like in Macedonia, there's not a lot of community for robotics. I think it's like non-existent. Uh, there are some people working on it, but it is so rare. Like it is really high, hard to find people. And also the problem is that even if you make one basic thing, since there's not a community around it, like people get easily fascinated and that's good and all, but you don't have a reference point. So like, where are your skill sets on that? You know, like, uh, if you showed that to a non-technical person, you know, that's not like specialized in robotics, they're going to be, you know, oh, this is cool. But if you compare yourself to people in the robotics community, then you can like climb up the ladder of your, your skill set and, you know, learn more advanced things. And I think that was the main motivation for the, you know, open source uh, project. Uh, I, re- I really want more people to be in on that and uh collaboration with people is you know super fun like if multiple people want to join in on the project i'm you know fully open on you know collaborating with everyone it's it's just everything is more fun when you Mm. do it with more people basically and that's my goal so for like now to develop like a sort of a robotics community in macedonia like even a beginner um my plan is to for him to like you, you know look up the github or any kind of documentation I provide on the robots and uh, so that, you know, he can start making his own robots, basically. It will be super fun if you see what other people make, then you're going to be like, oh, that's super fun. Let's, you know, check that thing out. You know, maybe he can give me an idea. Maybe I can give him an idea. No, like when things are collaborating, I think then there is, you know, really high progress. And also, uh, you know, a lot of new ideas could could develop like someone could ad- adapt the robot for his specific needs or problem solving like maybe uh he's doing you know maybe farming or something and he needs a robot to i don't know plant seeds or something mm-hmm. or maybe he wants to inspect fires or anything you know because 3d printers are readily available now it's like a huge opportunity that we're not like completely using right now uh, we can create so much things with the current uh, opportunities we have. And I really wish that, you know, we can grasp them more and use as much as we can of that opportunity. Mm-hmm. That's very impressive. Maybe you can elaborate about the project you're doing so far, maybe the starting point and what you anticipate after maybe creating, I don't know, this community. It will be uh, in robotics in general and also in Macedonia. So, but can you tell me now what the project uh, so far you have done? 
Yeah. Um, okay, so the project so far is like in its you know early phases. I'm still building the prototype. And I want the entire thing to be scalable in the sense that mm -hmm. everything's on GitHub documented and you know, the parts are all compatible with each other and the electronics are readily available. And um, so far, it's not ready at that phase. It's still in the prototype, but I want the entire thing to be like modular. Like if someone wants a specific use case for a robot, he can just, you know, swap out a part and he can do it. So he doesn't like have to re redesign the entire thing. So basically it's um, the analogy I can provide is like Linux, you know, it's a general thing, Linux, but people use it for servers. People use it for desktop. You know, now I think the steam deck is running, you know, that gaming console that Valve made, I think that's running on Linux as well. So, you know, I, I my, my plan is to, you know, to do that basically to provide like a general robot that's, you know, adaptable for specific use cases and i think there's a lot of potential in that because um with the rise of 3d printers i think it's like you know pushing everything you know forward with that mm -hmm. that's very excellent maybe what's missing for you so far maybe to achieve that modular robots design what's missing for you now um to be honest from my side i think uh time management is like the most crucial part because yeah. you know i'm I'm doing like work, work in college, uh, and also this project. So it, at times you want to do the project, you know, super hyped about it, but sometimes you're, you know, super tired and you just want to see people and, you know, go out with, with your friends and once in a while. But, um, from my side, that's the, you know, main problem, let's say, but the other thing is like the, that there's not a community built up. So, um, it's not you have to like um figure out stuff on your own for most of the times or like you know search things on youtube but i think because of the internet right now and especially on reddit like i was super shocked that uh how many people are you know doing robotics on reddit and posting it and everything so i think a lot of collaborations can you know pop out from sites like that and people you know can exchange info and you know because everything is done on computers you can make the 3d part on the computer model send it to someone so he can do changes on it and he can give you it back or something mm -hmm. so i think that is super beneficial for mm -hmm. that yeah maybe in this process what really interesting for you Dimitri? something interesting in this process that you create uh, this robot as an initial basis and you have this vision to have a creative robotics community in macedonia what's really interesting so far maybe there's attraction or something can you tell us something interesting for you or learn it in this process? Uh, what is like interesting for me yeah, in, this process. In, in the process of development? Yes. Uh, it, it, it's super fun that because I, you know, these are technologies that I haven't come across yet. Like, I don't know if you heard about ROS, Robot Operating System. Yeah. So, you know, I came across that only recently, to be honest. And, you know, seeing all the capabilities it has, it's super fun because uh things that you didn't know you could make basically now you're seeing like a clear path for making those things so it's super fun you know to experiment with the those high-tech stuff especially with uh like the lighter sensor you can map out in an entire room and tell the robot you know uh from point a to point b you know which way to move it it can find its route so it's you know super fascinating to do that basically mm -hmm.
Yeah. But yeah, tell me what's your, yeah, okay. your aspiration, Demetra. Uh, maybe what is your well, aspiration? Uh, well, basically, I you know my plan is to graduate here, and I wanna um, take a bit of, of of a pause from my academic life. Yeah. At least you know, you know maybe one two years. Uh, you know, one two years gap between like my masters and you know bachelors, so. I want to experiment a bit with the robotics thing if it you know i mean currently i have a job but if it turns out to be a good opportunity like i'm willing to you know start a startup and everything because i see the potential in things but you know there's not a lot of market in macedonia for these things so that is the the tricky part let's say and but i still want to you know try out things um if it if i see that it is not possible to do it in macedonia like I think there will eventually be a, a period where, the, where, you know, things click and I'm like, okay, time to move abroad or something. Like, I've had enough of this. <laughs> yeah, but so far, so far it's been fine. But uh, maybe in like the next five years, I'm going to move abroad or something. But as, as, you know, as things are going, I don't see that I will move. But, you know, um, I cannot predict it, let's say, like... Uh, the the analogy I used like five years ago I didn't expect to be you know making robots and stuff because I was you know interested in game development so it's like you know you can predict it to an extent but it's still you know uh, you know things will change basically but my plan is like to create something that other people will use that is my goal but so it it doesn't have to be like uh, centered around living here or living abroad, but I just want to make things that people will use basically and um, Wherever place that gives me a, the best opportunity. I'm gonna, you know, go there basically That's very great. Yeah, maybe as you say we have to trust the process and we don't know what will happen so, so Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. So yeah. maybe since uh, since because then the Dimitra, maybe a few questions for you um, Maybe if anyone would like to connect with you now, so a student listening to you, what you anticipate maybe since you have this vision, but if anyone would like to connect with you, what do you think maybe now you can do? If you say time management is too tricky for you, but the goal for you, if anyone can participate and have this modular design. So if anyone would like to connect with you, yes. what steps maybe? Yeah, I mean, I think my current responsibility is to make the entire thing as scale, you know, scalable, like basically so that people can contribute stuff that are not predefined by me. Like maybe I can, let's say for the 3D models, I can provide a template for the modules and that people can build upon those templates so that everything can be connected in the end. And also for the software, um, I think I have to like provide templates or like maybe um, some kind of packages that people can build upon and you know contribute without my request for them contrib to contribute. Like any idea they have, like oh I made a, a this kind of a you know attachment for the robot so that you can add a, an extra wheel or something. So I I think modularity and that is crucial. So I, I have to figure out that part basically so that people can contribute without, um, you know, asking me things. They can just 
use some templates and build upon that. So I think that is like very crucial at this point. That's great. Maybe I'll ask you, is there something maybe for robotics communities? I already know about you from Reddit Robotics. But maybe when you look to the robotics field, there's something maybe critique or maybe disagreement will you feel sometimes you isolated. Uh, of course, we have Internet and YouTube and design. It's open, but still you want this to reach more. And for you, it is something like critique for in general robotics community or maybe something you disagree with for robotics, maybe the accessibility. Do you have any views regarding that? Uh, like so basically across the entire field or in yeah field, yeah robotics. robotics yeah yeah I, I think it's very crucial like to share the knowledge because um if you share the knowledge and everyone can benefit if you just if you just hide it like you know i you know i built a robot and hide this knowledge basically you're not you know contributing to the entire community like um you won't be taken advantage of you won't be you know your ideas won't be stolen uh, the only thing that can happen is that you can motivate more people to share their knowledge and that way everyone can you know provide learning content and it's it'll be really easy for you know people to start things if things are like you know more spread because robotics is an you know a niche field let's say it's not like broad as web development and because it's niche it's like super important to share everything like not right now like i'll i'll take an example with ross um ross is pretty niche and there's a, a new version apparently ross 2 which is you know the updated version and that is even more like a small percentage of people and you know libraries are built for ross 2 it's like mainly ross 1 because it, it was out for so long and now it's like super hard to find, uh, you know, materials for Rastu. Like you, you can come across with videos on robots doing things with Rastu, but you know, documentation is like so scarce and it's super hard to find. Like I barely found a complete Udemy course on Rastu. So it, it, that is really tricky, basically. Maybe I won't ask you because I think a few question for you, maybe cool project in robotics, maybe what makes you like that's really a good idea do you think it's about the cost of the robot design the intelligence of design and if you see any project maybe so far the robotics you think very very interesting and some projects sometimes looks creepy or doesn't make sense to you i don't know if you come across certain projects or ideas maybe very inspiring and other creepy not really makes sense to you uh so like inspiring super like interesting projects and ones yeah. that are boring basically maybe i guess and also about the um, if you can tell us maybe the the interesting part maybe the cost of the project maybe sometimes to have this cost of the design is not really expensive and because i saw for mm -hmm. example we would use very simple stuff to create very fascinating projects with very simple components and that's exactly what i want very fascinating and inspiring or something maybe mm. creep a little bit yeah yeah um usually for me it was if it's high tech then i'm interested like it you know if it's high tech and it's not something traditional let's say um i don't know i'm super bored from robots at factories i mean those ones that take something and put it back they do the repeating thing all over and all over again like i don't know that is so boring for me like i would not mm. ever work on that but something that's more 
flexible and innovative, let's say, and that you can, you know, explore new things with, like, let's say, example, UAVs, like you can, you know, make it high tech and stuff, you can even put on solar panels on it, so it can recharge, if it's flying, you know, if it's nicely built and, you know, lightweight. And with that, uh, it's, the UAV is basically a tool so that you can explore and learn new things, basically, even with the robot, you can, you know, uh, drive it around or leave it in an automated mode to explore new things. It, 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 it fascinates me when there's like high tech and uh, room for exploring, like navigating through things. I don't know, like, I really liked when I could drive my robot around and also, like, you know, when it, when it can navigate through things, like, that is what interests me the most, I think. Even if I made a, a water-based robot, that will be still fun because it can, you know, explore things in the lake, even if it, if it, can, if it has a camera underwater so it can explore things. So I think that is the most fascinating part for me. And... That can be applicable in more things like in delivery and stuff if you want to commercialize it. But for just the passion of it, I think like exploring things is you know a big one for me. If it's not like in a concealed environment, then it's great. You know, if it has like room to you know walk around or explore things, then it's like super fascinating. I think, and also if it's high tech, <laughs> and like with you know new niche stuff, then I really love that stuff. I don't know why, but. It was like all, always for that, mm -hmm. for me. Awesome. I don't know if you have any crazy ideas when you try to think, since you have this expertise, but do you have any crazy ideas when you think about imagining the future? Yeah. Um, when it comes to the future, I think that um, if, every, if a lot of people could make robots, we can make really fun things. Like, you know, people can customize their own ones for their own purposes let's say someone needs to you know uh security robot like if you want to guard your i mean you know keep your garden away from maybe wild animals or i don't know maybe you know, anything basically you can just make one with a camera and night vision that could detect things and you know maybe chase them off with laser or something i don't know you know it's 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 gonna be funny if a lot of a lot of people are in that in that you know thing but also for like crazy ideas and once wanted wanted to uh you know build a homemade rocket thing and i realized that you can actually make it and there are a lot of guys on this you can make it with you know sugar and so it's like sugar and tree stump remover it's like for you know gardening stuff if you mix in if you mix that stuff with you know a, um with some quantity it's basically an explosive it's like sugar the thing you put in cake it's explosive now which is weird <laughs> and if you put it in a you know pvc tube and make a hole in it when you light it up it you know burns from the inside and causes a lot of pressure so i did a couple of attempts it didn't fire off it, it was super fun to do that like a bit dangerous though but <laughs> yeah um it didn't lift off but if it did uh i wanted to you know put a bunch of sensors on it maybe like pressure sensor temperature or maybe a camera so i can you know either see what's up a couple of kilometers and stuff and maybe try to control the rocket but uh, i kind of dropped that project because i realized it's kind of dangerous because it was you know 
spewing fire all over the place all all over the place and yeah so i was like this is a bit too far time to you know take a step back from this <laughs> and then I, I dropped that one basically I, also I, I had an initiative in uh you know first year college for launching um a basic basically a module on a weather balloon because weather balloons can uh, go up 30 kilometers which is you know super high um, you're not in space yet but the sky is black at that point so it looks like you're in space but you're not you know above the Kármán line which is 100 kilometers so it's super fun to see everything you can also see the curvature of the earth but um sadly in macedonia there were a lot of regulations like i speak with the flight regulation agency in macedonia and they were like you have to have insurance you have to have this bureaucracy stuff i was like but in countries like the uk you just call them and tell them hey i'm gonna fly this thing and you know that's that but here it was like bureaucracy all over the place and also because Macedonia is small, the balloon is probably going to end up in another country, which is, you know, another problem. But if someone lives in a big country, like, you know, I super encourage them to try that out. It's it's not even something that's super hard. You just attach a GPS module and some, some are like completely done. You, you don't have to connect anything. You just plug it in and uh, attach it to the balloon and... You know lift it off do you even have calculators for the trajectory of the balloon so where it'll land based on the wind and you you just wait for it to land find the gps location and pick it up and you can get pictures of it and you know it's a really fun thing and uh, i i feel a bit unlucky that i'm here in a small country so i don't have that opportunity but you know it, it's it's super interesting to to, to do that if if someone has the opportunity no one no maybe you can travel and do it somewhere else so yeah <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> but it's really it's really fun to do this project yeah maybe yeah, last so, thing for, yeah go ahead sorry yeah go so ahead. what are your like you know crazy ideas for robotics do you want to do oh that's a that's a very good question actually for me i was really uh, thinking about the modular uh soft robots drones because but, but now i had an episode just recently some researcher doing morphing drone soft robotics so basically the drone can be folded and then um, stretch it but i was thinking about uh, maybe that's crazy wearing clothes that uh, maybe can transform it in drones or whatever but this is really crazy i was thinking about if you walk in just want to like a build and then transform it to form of drone but how this is crazy and I was also interested in um, in technology like in, invisible and camouflage. So, but still, yeah, this is I think not really applicable now. But this is for me. I was thinking also about if I have a companion robot just all the time with my shoulder companion. But some people doing that, but still rigid. And I mean something. Yeah, I was imagining companion robots with me all the time, but yeah, yeah I think there's a lot of strength. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah if, if you have a pet robot, it's you know super fun. You can just feed it batteries, and you don't have to what like, robots? If you have like a, a pet robot, like a companion yeah. robot, yeah, you can just plug it in. It's doing things. You don't have to feed it and stuff, and you know. But uh, you know, you know, Demeter, I do like the idea of uh, having cat robot or dog robot. I don't know, maybe I'm I'm not right, but I I didn't like it to be honest. Uh, I don't know. Do you like it? 
Um, it, it's not gonna be the same thing as like a real dog or cat. You know, it's not gonna be like that kind of company, but it's it, they're fun to have. Let's say for one to walk around the house or something, maybe do some stuff cleaning up. But it's entertaining to have one, but it's not the same as like having a real dog. Let's say that you know it has an emotions and stuff. This is just for like fun, so it can walk around your house. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be crazy. I don't know. If we have robots like human as well. I mean, actual the consciousness and etc. But I think we are we are far about that. As you say, we don't understand what's actually happening in our brain. Yeah, yeah. But like once we figure out the brain, then maybe. But so far, I think we're you know pretty mm -hmm. far on that. Yeah. So yeah, I think. Um, let's see what happening in the future but I, I i'm sure that there will be some crazy stuff going on i'm sure about that yeah. yeah and what kind of projects are you working on with you know soft robotics can you give me an example because yeah i, I don't know any details i mean i know the basics of soft robotics but yeah. i haven't gone into the details yeah currently i'm working in, in self-healing soft robots so if there's damage happening in the robot how they can heal and that's basically based on the material science. So how you can design material that if there's cut happening or damage, they can heal themselves. So I think that's that's one aspect of the project. Another thing, the inspiration that how you can design, I think that's a challenge, how you can design robot that can be soft and also stiff to, to resist uh, damage, for example, and also can uh, have loads to, to load but I think the inspiration now what I'm doing uh, in soft robotics, if you look to evolution, for example, uh, I don't know if you know the seashell, seashell, or or a fish uh, in Amazon River called Arabima. Other animal, the, what, what the trick is, they have that soft and stiff combination. If you look us as a human in the teeth, and uh, this is something in evolution, they have the combination of soft and stiff. And what I'm trying to do is how I can combine um, soft parts and stiff parts. What kind of morphology, shape, structure. But still, there are many possibilities. But the, the thing is, if you if you would like to push the potential of the field, like, for example, morphing drones. I told you that drone can be folded and can be stretched. That's one thing that maybe there's many applications. But again... Yes, if you go to, for example, in passive material, not smart material, they don't have any stimulus, like they just passive, completely passive. And you change, as I said, you put soft and stiff combination with different shapes. The material behave intelligently. And that's impressive that they don't, ha they are not smart, but how morphology change of the material, different material can give you int intelligent behavior. And this is called physical intelligent physical intelligent i don't i don't know if you know the robot was walking you know this example of the robot walking without any control this is by stephen collins in stanford he's doing it was in his studies but basically yeah that shows that you can have intelligent without brain or anything just basically on the in the body or the morphology this physical intelligent not the brain you don't have any brain so I think that's a part, I think, in soft robotics, we will try to figure out what is physical intelligence, that you have intelligence through the material just slowly, without any brain, without any controller. And even in evolution, they have, we have examples of creatures that don't have a brain, and still they have intelligent behavior through the body. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like a, 
it's like with evolution and stuff things with the design of things have been improving even yes. like with the birds it's like it's so weird that things develop on their own without any knowledge it, yes you know, it's it's like a iteration that everything improves it which is you know crazy on and no one knows how how's that how that's done basically it's super crazy yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I really like it that you're super passionate about these things and also for this podcast you're doing like uh you know kudos for the initiative basically we oh, i thank think you. we need more podcasts like this oh i think it's thanks to you i think it's uh so inspiring what you do but yeah just to let you know the brain side still needed so continue thinking about what you're doing so it's just one aspect of the one i what i say one aspect so mm-hmm. yeah so I think that as a last question, maybe for you, what makes you fulfilled and satisfied? Maybe, yeah, since you're so passionate, but what makes you fulfilled and satisfied? Um, I think it's that like the the impact you create with the things you make. Um, like if if it didn't didn't affect anything with the things you made, basically that. It won't be that motivating, but if you inspire people to also do some things and, you know, to get interested in to do things, I think that's like the main driver for me that, uh, mm-hmm. I, I do basically more like high tech projects. And, uh, I think I, you know, when, when people get interested in them, um, I'm super inspired to keep on doing them because you know they ask like where i can learn this or mm-hmm. how do you start with this so when people are interested in the project i'm like super helpful when i do that and i you know continue to make it and i think that because of that somehow it will help out with the creating the entire community thing so like feedback from people and also seeing that they're interesting in the things and if they can use them for their own needs, the things I make, then I'll be like, you know, super Mm -hmm. fulfilled on that.